This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Tuesday, and it's time for another episode of Talk Freight with a Members Helping Members video series. This is actually our sixth episode, but our first episode streaming live from LinkedIn. Uh, I'm very excited for that. You know, I applied to uh, start doing LinkedIn live videos about a month or so ago, about a month or so ago, and today they accepted it. So we are doing our first one live on LinkedIn. It's actually the first of many. We have another one going on Thursday. And of course, our regular Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. That will be taking place on LinkedIn as well. So if you see any uh, shenanigans with the video or streaming, please, please have patience with me as I kind of figure this out. Because as you may know, I'm a one-man band out on my side here. But nonetheless, tonight, we have guest Jason. He's from the uh, logistics company, JMP Transportation Consultants out of Orlando, Florida. I see you, uh, Steven. I see you, Marquette. Thank you for guys joining. Thank you for all your support. We're going to bring Jason up. We're going to pick his brain, see what makes him successful, ask his tips, tricks, resources, all that jazz. Uh, and hopefully it will help you know other people out in the industry. As we said before, the smart people learn from the mistakes of other people in the industry. So I'm definitely excited to bring him on, talk to him. Uh, if I miss your comments, please bear with me. I will, you know, get back to him. But uh, let's go ahead and bring Jason on here. Jason, can you hear me? Can you see me? Excellent. Sure can, Craig. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate Jason. I uh, see that you're a new member of our group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. So I definitely appreciate, you know, joining there and also signing up uh, as a volunteer to talk freight with me. Absolutely. Um, wish I would have found the group sooner. I, I appreciate great. that. Looks great. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. You know, even though you're a new member, I clicked on your profile before this broadcast and see that you've definitely been active, um, you know, in the comments with other members and all that. So it's definitely appreciated. Well, and you now, know, they, they have some uh, interesting scenarios, maybe <laughs> we say. And I'm excited that this is on LinkedIn. I've been a longtime user of LinkedIn. Um, I think I first got my first. My profile started back in 2011. Nice. 2010 on LinkedIn. So I've been on it for over a decade. Love Got that. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, uh, I haven't been on there that long on LinkedIn, uh, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely on there. I'm trying to grow up my connection there. You may have seen my post saying, please people give me some love on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, so I can go out for that. Well, I yeah. just saw it because we just finally connected. Exactly. I'm glad yeah. that's all that matters here. So good deal. And now I want to ask you, Jason, since, you know, I just mentioned you don't know much about me. I don't know much about you. How long have you been in the industry? What do you do at JMP? What's the plan at JMP? Uh, what's going on there? Excellent. Um, so more or less, I've been in the industry. I'm going on my 21st year. Nice. Uh, my introduction to the industry was with the cargo airlines in Atlanta. Started with them, worked for a GHA for almost six years and then okay. moved over to the freight forwarding side. From there, uh, I worked for a very large freight forwarder, um, not exactly multinational, but one of the larger domestic forwarders in the United States. Um, worked with them in three different locations, Atlanta, Miami, and Orlando. And um, finally decided to take it out on my own and be able to give my expertise and my advice to clients who see the value in it. That's great. Yeah. 
more or yep. less. We hand, I handle all aspects from international air freight, import and export, ocean air freight, import and export, and truckload, uh, dry van, reefer, flatbed, anything that it requires some special handling and you don't know what to do with it, that's where I come in. I, I like to jump in on those. I don't like the easy freight, Sounds I like the difficult good. freight. Sounds good. You know, I always uh, joke around with members that, you know, when I broker day to day, I was all about the easy freight and I'm not, you know, afraid to admit it. I handled, you know, general freight dry van, general freight reefer. Uh, that's just what I did. You know, no shame in my game there, but it's very interesting, you know, that you handle more than just dry van. I heard you say when people have specialty freight, um, you're essentially the man with a plan for that one. Uh, did you start on the air freight side or did you jump in that from the van freight or where did you start in the transportation industry? It started on the uh, international air freight. Nice. Um, once I left the international airlines, I was working with Air New Zealand, Polar Air, Korean Air, then um, moved over to the freight forwarding side and really, really took my licks on the domestic air freight. Um, domestic air freight was, I mean, back in kitty home days. This might be before your time. <laughs> I'm not going to admit it. <laughs> it wasn't just DHL, UPS, and FedEx. You know, we had some places uh, as far as BATS, Burlington Air Global, Kitty Hawk. So, uh, of course, that, that freight forwarder handled a ton of truckload convention center show freight. And that's when I really started cutting my teeth on the domestic truckload side. Got it. So, well-rounded, I'd like to think. Yeah, definitely sounds like you started with the more um, harder freight, the more challenging freight, if you will, before you hopped over in my neck of the woods with that easy driver. <laughs> well, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of truck drivers listening and watching that would disagree with that. <laughs> both can be quite difficult. Sure. Know, be quite difficult. So uh, I don't want to take away from the truck, though, guys. They've got the horror stories. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you. For many of those, right? Yeah, so, I'm, I'm uh, definitely with you on that one. Definitely, uh, it, they're it's cargo's just a challenge and it's honestly the only thing i can see myself doing i've just been doing it for 20 plus years and fell in love with it quick i think if you get into the business normally within two years you're either spit out or it's your your job for the rest of your life yeah you know i i like how you say that because from my experience of course i haven't been in the industry 21 years you know 21 years ago um i was a toddler almost not really but <laughs> <laughs> you know when i started you know it, we call them the 89ers i think a lot of the megas that i worked with they uh from day one to day 89 if they didn't get it they were kind of out the door but exactly. i'm with you mine was about two years i really got i worked for you know mega brokerages all that jazz mm -hmm. the first year and a half first two years but i really you know dived into the logistics industry right around the two-year mark and i realized you know this is what i want to do um this is what i wanted to do you know sort of moving in, you know, in and around uh, the logistics side. So I want to ask on your brokerage side, are you mainly on the op side or do you go out there boots on the ground, going after customers, going after freight? Tell me about that. I'm mostly on the sales side per se. Um, I do have a couple ops people. Okay. A lot of experience that I, I push that too, but more or less, I, I started on the op side. So Got when it. I get out there to the customer, I'm not filling them with BS and just telling them what they want to hear. Right. I'm able to answer intelligent questions. And I think my ops people appreciate that because I'm not setting them up for failure when they go and 
how am I going to find service for this load? How am sure. I, you know, how are we going to get this loaded in, in such an amount of time? Right. So, uh, you know, having smart, intelligent salespeople that have had a lot of operation experience, I feel that those people have the most success in our business. You know, I uh, I agree, and I don't know if I agree because I'm going to be biased with it, but that's exactly how I am. You know, mm -hmm. I say I was born in an operations role who learned sales. I know yeah. a lot of people, they say, you know, I'm a natural sales, you know, born a sales guy who learned ops. But, you know, from mine, I'm sounding like a little bit from you. Uh, knowing operations can definitely help your uh, sales career or helping you land these shippers, you know, out in the industry. Because as you said, you do know what you're talking about. Um, you have experience on that side or actually on both sides of the industry. And so I wanted to ask about your sales because the number one question I'm asked at least from members of our Facebook group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers, is typically, typically from either, you know, newer freight agents or newer brokers. And they always say, Craig, I'm pounding the phones every day. I'm not getting the shippers. What can I do? So I want to ask you, in the 21 years of combined experience, you know, that you have, what are some of your tips or tricks or resources that can help new freight agents or new freight brokers be successful as well in their career? Really is um, to stand out. And I and by stand out, I don't necessarily mean call every morning at 9.15 a.m. and <laughs> hound them. But uh, it, you know, sometimes that works. I, you know, I had an old boss tell me every operation person is a salesperson. Sure. Operation person is on the phone with that customer more than the sales rep. The sales rep might only see them once a month, maybe right. just once a quarter. So really, you have to have strong operational people that understand, know how to put the sales hat on. That you know, their sales every time they answer the phone. Right. A lot of um, success comes with finding the right customers that fit. You know, so not all business is good business. So sometimes you just have to, you know, hey, what can I do to help you? Do we fit together? Right. Why am I able to give you value to this service? And once you can find that match between a company, two companies where the everyone's satisfied. I you know, it, it it's not good business if only the shipper makes money and I don't. And it's not good business if only I make money and you don't. Right. We have to be able to do it together, lower it, keep your costs at a reasonable level sure. while as being profitable. You know, like I said, I mean, I turn down loads all the time. I'm not going to just bottom load it just to make my numbers. That I, I've got more important things to do. Post and hope, right? right? Post yes. it and hope. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So a lot of time is, you know, what you're doing here, putting out content that customers can see, carriers can see, all different types right. of people can see. I think that's one of the best things we have nowadays that we didn't have when I started. And I, I think that's how social media is definitely changing things to where we're able to talk about this yep. and people are able to see it. And we haven't had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Right. We're right. already making a sales call just talking about freight. And they they finish the watching the video, listening to the podcast and go, those guys know what they're talking about. I'm going to reach out to them next time I have a call. Sure. And, you know, um, from doing this, I have witnessed that firsthand, you know, a bunch of times. I had people, you know, meet with me at um, Gatch last year and say, hey, Craig, I watch your videos. And it's, um, it's great because that is one thing that I use to make myself stand out not just for my personal brand, but also for my company, Freight Brand as well. 
which it definitely helps. And talk about you standing out. You know, before I do a video with someone, of course I do a simple Google search to see if I can find them. Because like Joel Olstein, I'm constantly preaching that you need to be found. Shippers, brokers, you know, carriers, they need to find each other. Because if you're not found, it looks weird. So I did a simple Google search about you. I found your Facebook page. You know, I found your website. I found different active pages about you or your company, especially on LinkedIn as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, that makes me feel good from an outsider. So I imagine it makes, you know, other shipper, broker, other transportation vendors and carriers feel, you know, safer as well. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that point about, you know, the new agents, new brokers, because another thing that I always mention is, you know, you can pound these phones, you could do this and this, you could do what the last guy did, but it does not mean it's going to help you. What works yeah. for me may not work for you. So you have to find, you know, your, your niche, your niche, if you will. Um, and the last part that I want to touch on that you said is you turn down loads all the time. You know, I'm going to use my personal experience starting out little old Craig, you know, 18, 19 years old, wanting to be a freight agent, you know, 10 years ago, you know, working brokering. I call everybody under the moon. If they answered, I'm begging for freight. Mm -hmm. I quickly realized that's not how you do it. There was better ways to do it. And not only that, if you fire your customer or have the courage or the, um, the confidence to tell your customer that this load is not going to work, you may actually make more money because some people, you know, they take everything under the sun and at the end of the week, they say, wait, I'm not making money. It's not adding up. Sometimes you have to tell your customer it's not a good fit and that is okay. So I'm glad Absolutely. you mentioned that for new freight brokers or new agents because I think they need to hear that the most there. I mean, I again, I've had some incredible mentors and bosses sure. over the years. And that one a very old guy, Steve, he's an incredible guy. He, he He's like, there's a lot of power in the word no. Yeah, there is. You know, I can't do that. Or no, I can't match that rate. Right. But what I can do is come close to that rate and, dis and just absolutely destroy the other guy's service. And there give you the service you need and want. And you know, that your customer needs and wants. Because, right. you know, not only are you, you shipping their freight, you're the presentation to their end customer. And That's what kind of right. that reputation do you want to hold? Do you want, you know, uh, just a, the worst trailer you've ever seen show up? Or do, would you like a really, really good experience? Someone, right. Hey, I want to order from them again. Everything showed up perfect, driver perfect, truck perfect, on time, exactly when they said. Uh, there's a lot of value to that. And I there's a lot of brokers out there that are just completely price driven. Right. And that's just not in my wheelhouse. I, yeah, I, I agree. I'm here to provide a service. And so my prices sometimes reflect my experience and my service. And sure, understood. Not my customers go for Right. Go for and I'm sure, you know, from that statement that you just said here, I'm sure a lot of drivers, you know, carriers, owner ops, all that jazz, they can appreciate a broker or logistics professional who has that mindset, you know, in the industry, because if you as a broker accept a, you know, a cheap load, which, you know, that can mean anything, but let's say if you accept a cheap load and you post and hope it, you know, post and hope, the end result is a driver is taking that load at a very cheap cost. And usually you hear about that driver's experience in a Facebook group when they call out a broker or they mention, you know, why is the rates like this? you know, all that jazz. So I'm sure not only, you know, everybody else in the industry, but I'm definitely sure drivers um, can definitely, uh, you know, relate to that. Now I want to ask you the golden question. Okay. Every time I ask a broker or, you know, talk with a broker, I always ask them a question randomly. And that is, do you as a broker pay detention? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times in, in the beginning of the quote, uh, when I'm working with a customer, we're going to spell that out immediately. Uh, how much load time do I get? How much unload time do I get at destination? Uh, I'd say anything over an hour is absolutely chargeable within 15 minute and 30 minute increments. Sure. Um, okay. You know, driver's time is extremely important. Their trucks sitting there not right. being used. Now, again, if it's a load where we said, "Hey, they don't open until 6 a.m." You know, you know, if you get your car, as long as we've discussed the open, hey, they can't receive this until 6 a.m. Sure. a.m. Um, and you show up at midnight and try and get detention. No, we talked about this in the beginning. <laughs> no, I, I understand that. I think that goes with um, carriers and truckers dealing with freight brokers that know how to ask these questions. Right. Because it's always the questions you don't ask that kill you. And you need to get all this information from the customer, from the shipper, from the company. So you you have an intelligent quote to give. That's, you know, yeah. I, I want to touch on that because that's exactly right. I think a lot of the issues, um, and I'm going to bring up my group as well. I think a lot of the issues in the industry is a disconnect between freight brokers and truck drivers. And now, yeah. as you may see, our group or my group is actually called freight brokers and truck drivers. And it was mm -hmm. created to help bridge the gap between the two people in the industry. And now, as you said, you think there is a disconnect and I think so too. And, yeah. you know, drivers at the time, they get burned or the most frustrated when they uh, go through an event or let's say of extra charges and, and they don't get paid because they were not prepared. You know, in my group, that's why I started making all these printable resources that people can find, you know, my Facebook group or my website, craigbliss.com. But I have downloadable and printable resources for truck drivers, you know, accessorial sheets, all that jazz, detention cheat sheets. So they can use it when they're booking freight with a broker, go down the checklist to make sure that they have requested everything, that they have said everything, so they do not get burned. I always say, you may never use it, but you best believe you're gonna be glad that you use these tips and tricks at the time of billing, because that's the time that you know a lot of people are usually the most frustrated with. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, because it, it's definitely ring true to everybody. Well, I think that comes in, uh, into play more with like the newer freight broker that doesn't right. know to ask these questions. And that's like, while you, dealing with someone with a lot of experience as you and I have, that there's a lot of value and we know the right questions. To sure. Ask. We need to, you know, you've got a dock, you, you can accept a dock, you have a forklift, you know, can you handle this? Yeah, and you even more so, yeah. A lot of newer freight brokers are kind of just like, rip it, rip it, I hate to use my golf term, but they just book it and throw it. Yeah, and that also, you know, it does a disservice to the carrier, you know, the broker, the agent's inexperience. It does definitely a disservice to the carrier because the carrier, you know, let's say they're more experienced than the uh, freight broker, freight agent, they will get stuck on a layover and not getting paid because a yeah. broker may say, well, you didn't request it in time. Or let's say detention, they will say, you didn't give us enough heads up. A lot of that is from a simple disconnect at the time of booking the load. And yeah. that's where, you know, a lot of my cheat sheets say help these drivers, because as you mentioned, they're not as experienced or this brokerage doesn't have the protocols in place to make sure all their logistics coordinators ask the right questions or, you know, put everything in place at the time as needed. Uh, there's huge disconnects. And a lot of times it comes to money. I think yeah. a lot of times that's what drivers get most frustrated with. So if the brokerage is not as experienced. A lot of times it does a huge disservice to the drivers. 
and we read about it every day. And you know, not only my Facebook group, but everybody else's Facebook group as well. All through LinkedIn, all through multiple groups. I'm on. Yeah, you know, I, as you and I have taught, I, I did a lot of convention center chauffeuring. Right, right. Or, you know, a lot of when booking those loads, a lot of drivers are scared of it. But, you know, they don't know what to do. It's my job to bring laws like, hey, as long as you let me know when you got checked in, I like it. When you got called up, and when you got unloaded and out. I can pay you for all that time, but you have to communicate. There we go. You've got to let me know. And as long as we do it by the book, a lot of drivers find that the convention center show freight is more lucrative because they're getting that. They're making sure they're paid their detention. Right. Uh, you know, if they need a scale ticket, they need, you know, empty and loaded weights. You know, those are those are services I'm willing to pay for as a freight broker. Because Good deal. My customer. Good deal. Yeah, and everything, you know, as I said earlier, yeah, you know, every situation dictates every response or every scenario there. Um, but mentioning trade show freight, you know, I used to do that back, you know, many, many moons ago. I used to drove sprinters, and one of my main customers just happened to be a Chicago graphics company that did a ton of trade shows. Yeah. I was going from, you know, central Illinois, where I was based out of Champaign Urbana, down to Atlanta twice a week. I absolutely loved it in a sprinter. Probably want to do it, uh, you know, on a semi. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> well, you know, then you work seven days a week like I did through that time because it's a seven day a week business when you, you really go right. out the freight like that. Those, yeah. those shows are a lot of waiting. Never Monday through Friday. I, I was going to say, yeah, that stuff's a lot of waiting. I'll pick up a Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's always easy load. You know, you get yeah, to the oh, Atlanta yeah. convention or the indie convention, whatever. No, it well. waiting. No one knows what's going on. No one knows no. anybody. There's no Jim Bob like the, you know, the Ray confirmation says ask for. Jim <laughs> Bob's not answering his phone. It's always a headache, but it's uh, it's nice to hear, refreshing to hear you as a broker. You're out there saying, you know, drivers, you know, don't be afraid of my convention afraid or my trade show afraid. I'm here to take care of you. I'm here to be your ally. It sounds like what you're saying. Exactly. Absolutely. And like I said, they, they can find that they can be very profitable loads. Sure. You know, as long as everything's cut black and white in the beginning and you know how you're getting paid and right um they can you know be really good loads uh right, and I'm require like i said a, a, some extra communication but i i feel like I, you know my ops people i want them communicating with these drivers sure. and, and i you know the driver call if there's a problem that's always one of the things i like for my people to say is like let me know if you have a problem right don't let me know after the problems got unbearable that's I mean, okay i'm there they don't know what i'm talking about or this is union and they only accept during this sure we sure. can find out that misinformation and be able to go back to our customers and say hey you didn't give us the correct information we have revised costs right and then therefore make it like i said these drivers are running all over the country they're they're away from their families they're away from their loved ones and they're out there trying to make a living. We got to protect them. Hey, that's, um, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's, uh, 2020 is a very interesting year. As I mentioned before, 2019, everybody loved the year 2019, except shippers. 2019, mm -hmm. it's, it's been a rough year. You know, 2020, we're out, we're barely at the second month of 2020. I keep saying it's going to be a very, very interesting year. You know, I think a lot of this year is going to be leveling out. I think the market's still leveling out right now. I feel we're in a little dip, but I think we're always in a dip this time of year that always picks back up. 
but nonetheless uh i'm hoping to see the number soon freight wage one of my uh one of my trusted sources i get a lot of my data from freight wage and other people so i'm just anxious to see how this year is going to play out you know number wise but i'm hoping i'm rooting for the carriers especially the small fleet owners the owner ops you know those are people that i look out for the most but of course all my logistics professionals freight agents freight brokers you know it's um i'm hoping it's this time of the year to shine i'm hoping everybody's it's their year to shine but if it's not, you know, you have to change something up in your operations. Well, you know, there's good numbers out right now for January already for 2020. You got them? Um, U.S. Um, factories are up with the, uh, an index. They went from a 47.8 index. Don't ask me how to calculate this index, <laughs> but it's increased Fair to enough. a 50.9. A lot of people can uh, attribute that to maybe the maybe the China tariffs to where we're seeing more production done in the U.S. They're not exactly sure on that. I don't want, uh, want to support that because I've had a lot of customers adversely affected by the China tariffs. No, I understand, uh, especially with you on the international side. Exactly. I mean, I that's, you know, a lot, a big portion of uh, GMP transportation consultants is helping customers with these uh, customs consultations. Got it. Maybe helping them literally going to the point of source or maybe we're suggesting they source from different countries. Got it. They're okay. able to use trade agreements that have not been touched. Right, right. So that's one service that we do on the side for uh, companies here that are maybe getting raw materials sure. or even freight forwarders who want to borrow my knowledge and give it to their customers as well. <laughs> I but, like it. You know, with the way CH Robinson, um, the, their end, their last fourth quarter, you know, uh, we have to rebound. Hopefully we can re rebound I know they got aggressive. They went repriced a bunch of contracts to avoid losing market share, which in my opinion, hurts the industry. Sure. Instead of letting the prices come up, they've forced them back down. Right. It's going to be very interesting. And that's where I think technology is coming in. Hmm. We're going to have to utilize it. We're going to have to be more and more. We're going to have to run as lean as we possibly can. I'm totally with you. And that's, you know, actually one of our, before I get to Mo, uh, Facebook member Mo, he has a question before I get to him. You know, one of our, actually our group sponsor, truckstop.com, they're all about the technology. And I was talking yeah. about technology in my videos a year before, you know, I was introduced to truckstop.com as a group sponsor. So I'm all about the technology, especially in, you know, the era that I was born in, I guess. A lot of people call me a millennial, I suppose. But technology, you know, you save money, or excuse me, you save time with technology. And we all know, especially in trucking, time equals money. And so as drivers get on the bandwagon of technology, they're noticing they're going more direct. You know, they're they're saving money by going more direct. And that could be direct with a great broker or direct mm -hmm. to the source of the freight. I've talked about this in the last, you know, couple weeks videos. Um, you know, so I think it's great. And Facebook member Mo, he asks, is rates crashing? Let me ask you that. What do you think about rates? You know, of course, it's only the second month of 2020. And so from your personal opinion, from what you see in your experience, what do you think? Slightly. I mean, I, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Okay. Um, especially with how these big dogs are, um, what they're seeing profit wise. You and I talked about it off camera. Right. Margins, some of them are experiencing are just unsustainable for a smaller broker see and yeah, even a smaller yeah. trucker i you know we need them to come up and i know shippers and consignees don't want to hear that but in order to keep the 
for them to have the equipment they need when they need it, they really need to come back up. We experienced it on the ocean side a couple years ago on the import side with rates out of China. You know, the rates had gotten so low, the steamship lines all took losses. We saw new, we saw two different gigantic steamship lines go out of business. Right, so right. Trillion dollar companies yep. gone gone due to unsustainable freight levels i so i'm with you on that yeah let, let's hope that these the u.s factory production continues an upturn and that you know we see a small squeeze on capacity we can get these rates up yeah you know i'm with you and that's why i always mention you know truck drivers freight broker my carrier friends you know other logistic professionals you guys have to use your resources you know to see yes. the way the market's flipping to see your position in this industry I would say sometimes the most you know, the most sharpest tools or the best tools that you can arm yourself with or that should be in your toolbox are the free ones. We're talking about YouTube, you know, Google, uh, you know, social media account. You know, there's Freightways, which is you know obviously the number one in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Then you have you know Transport Topic, CDL Live. You have the Facebook groups. You have the YouTube channels with different video creators constantly spreading their knowledge out in the freight masses. Those are outstanding resources you know, people can use to get ahead in the market to, to see what the freight is saying, you know, what the freight in the market is saying, um, just to stay ahead of the curve because the people who struggle the most are the ones who wake up and say, oh, I'm in an area that's bad. Should have known that days ago. Or the sure. one who's saying, I called every shipper in this town and not a single one gave me loads. Well, if you have the data, you will see where the shippers are needing you. Exactly. And it all, it's all about just finding your resources, finding your information, using tools such as truckstop.com and others out in the industry exactly. um, to save time because time always equals money. And that's what we're all about. That's it. You nailed it. Nailed yep. it great. There we go. So, Jason, it was outstanding. It was awesome, you know, sitting down, speaking with you, talking freight with you. Uh, I definitely appreciate you being a member of our group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. I'm definitely going to look forward um, to have a new member there. We're now connected on LinkedIn, I see here. So hopefully I'll be seeing your expertise, you know, on the LinkedIn world. Our video will now be on LinkedIn, of course, all the other ones after that one as well. Um, so anytime you want to sit down and talk freight, you know, let me know. Let's do this again. And, Absolutely. you know, all that. Absolutely, Craig. Uh, love the format. Love the idea of it being on LinkedIn. Can't wait to share it to my company page. Um, and, you know, let's, let's all have a safe, and profitable 2020. There we and go. Stay informed. Remember, communications key. And you know, hopefully, we can just go out there and do what we do and, yep. and make money from it. That, yep. That's really what we're all here to do. I'm so. with you. Yep. Stay informed. Communicate, and let's all make more money. Because that, at the end of the day, is what we're here for. We all want to provide for our families. We all just want to have an honest living. You know, that's it. You know, it shouldn't be a you know that hard to ask for. So I'm glad with these videos, not only are Make More Money Mondays sponsored by truckstop.com, but our Tuesdays and Thursday Thursday video series talk freight. I'm definitely enjoying pulling members out of the group, sitting here picking their brain. I'm hoping it will help other members out in the industry because it definitely helps mine. And yeah. so I hope to speak with you soon, Jason. Until next oh, time. Yeah. I, I look forward to being on here again. Love the comments over here, guys. Thank Good you for the compliments. Uh and we're, we'll get together again, you know, like I said, 2020 is going to be a good one. We have to stay positive. So I'm with let's you. Do it. Positive thoughts equal positive results. Jason, right. I will see you out in the Facebook world. You got it, Craig. Thanks so Later. much. Oh, man, that was awesome. This was actually awesome. You know, Jason from JMP.
transportation consultants out of Orlando, uh, Florida. There, a lot of great stuff. You know, when I spoke with them earlier today off camera, I asked him, "Do you do drive-in? Do you do reefer? What do you do?" He started spitting out a lot of knowledge, and I'm like, "This is going to be a great guy to sit down and speak to because you just don't do that easy freight like I do or used to do uh, that I have no shame in admitting to." So. Nonetheless, this was a great time. It was great, you know, speaking with Jason. You may have seen my banner pop up towards the end of that. If you guys want to talk freight with me on camera in this format, simply go to my website, click on the group tab to learn more about it, fill it out, and I will be in touch. As I mentioned in the beginning, you know, the real smart people learn from the mistakes of others in the industry. So let's do that. Let's learn from others. Let's bring on more professionals and learn from them so we can all be successful in this industry because that's how it should be. And if you guys can see below, if you're not a member of my Facebook group, join the other 17,300 people who are just by going to Facebook and searching freight brokers and truck drivers, click request and you and I, we will be in touch as well. Tomorrow, actually, excuse me, Thursday, we have another talk freight uh, with myself followed by one on Monday or make more money, uh, make more money Mondays. If you guys are going to Matt's at the end of March, make sure you send me an email so we can meet up. Until next time, remember, say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's make more money in 2020. I'll see you guys Thursday. See you later.